0: up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. away. No he He's going to take it to the house. 85 yards. Down the right side going Devin Smith. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes. Oh! Grab oh. record for the touchdown. Kraft shoots it
1: high on the right for three. Yes.
0: This is the Buckeye show.
2: Yes it is. I sure hope you're having a great Wednesday so far. We got some Buckeye basketball that we're getting ready for tonight. A nine o'clock tip against Towson. Buckeyes are at home Love at to the Schottenstein Center. 9 yes. o'clock tip. I mean, Chris Holtman loves a 9 o'clock tip. That's mm-hmm. what it's all about right there. Hey, this guy right here, I'm Timmy Hall, as you know. Co-hosting tonight is Chops.
1: Hey, I'm glad to be back, Timmy. The one and the only. We had you last Wednesday, so thanks for yeah. coming back. I think I've done it feels like I did another Wednesday recently too so i maybe like three of the last five or something like that it's fun to be back it's nice it's a little one hour one hour jaunt through buckeye territory that's what it is man and we got a lot to
2: talk about even though we don't have the we're
1: not we're not a part of the college football playoff we know we're going
2: to play in the rose bowl but we've got things that are happening on the defensive coaching staff the jim knowles hire came down new defensive coordinator i mean that's that's really as big as it gets you talk about head coach but if You have a switch at one of the coordinator positions. That's always huge. And I think everybody around here needs to see some semblance of a silver bullet defense soon. Preferably in the 2022 season. Because it hasn't been good the last two cycles. It's time to get it right. It's time to take whatever we got with these returning players. If there's going to be a transfer guy coming in, whatever. And then some of these guys in the 2022 class that can be impact guys, we got to figure it out. Jim Knowles has to come in here and work some magic right away for this team.
1: You talk about the importance of bringing in a coordinator, and it's even more important when it's the one opposite of the expertise of the head coach. So, you know, you might have a defensive-minded head coach or or an offensive-minded head coach like we do at Ohio State. So Ryan Day, I mean, and Kevin Wilson's been great while he's been here, too. And he's been here pretty much, I think he was here before Ryan Day was even here. So they've kind of worked together that whole time. But we know that if if Kevin Wilson were to leave and somebody were to be brought in, they'd be cut from the same, you know, the same silk. Of Ryan Day, Ooh, silky. Yes, Ryan, you, Day, uh, is you silk. went yes. Ryan Day is silk beyond yeah. fabric. There, Ryan Day is <laughs> silk.
2: So is silk a cloth? It technically it still is. I right? guess it's yeah. a specialty.
1: Yeah, but it's also whatever. <laughs> let's not get hung up on no, silk. No, no. Let's really <laughs> get knee a deep, deep into the silk. Bone of education yeah. on on silk here. But yeah, so when you go to the opposite side, you bring in a guy like Jim Knowles. You got to think that yeah, he's going to work his way into whatever assistants are here, especially if they they come in and they know the players that are already here. But he's going to bring his own thing and his own thing has been pretty good the last couple of years for Oklahoma State and something I saw in 11 Warriors article about like the you know things to know about Jim Knowles he seems to get better every year which is great news but we want that to be really quick here at Ohio State we want to we want to get better in your first year we don't want to be back where we're you know same as this past season we want to be better right away and quite a bit better actually to be honest with you we
2: will keep breaking this down this uh for this first segment and we'll take a look on the trail little wednesday special and you you never know when an on the trail segment is going to pop up on this show we've tried to make it sort of a standard weekly type of thing but there are so many opportunities and so many reasons where we would talk recruiting on this show anyway Mm -hmm. because it's a big topic so we can sort of throw it in whenever we see fit and that'll happen at 619 and uh, something pretty big was announced today. So we will touch on that. Dave Holmes, 10 TV. He, of course, is going to have some thoughts about the coaching changes for Ohio State's defense. We'll talk to him about that. He's a he's a huge Buckeye basketball guy as well. So we'll look at the Towson game with him. And what are we doing? What are we doing? Six forty-five again? C.J. Stroud. Forget- talk to C.J. Stroud. Why did I? Yeah. How could you forget about oh, well, C.J. Stroud? Forget? I didn't forget about C.J. Stroud. I just wasn't looking at the sheet and forgot. The host what of the we Buckeye Show
1: doesn't know who plays quarterback for Ohio
2: State. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Quinn Ewers next year, so I was I was up in the air on that. But now he's gone. It's C.J.'s job, of course. Everything is right with the world. But he had a press conference today because he's getting ready to go to the Heisman ceremony. I'm sure that's all all it was about. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) nothing else came up. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Stay tuned. Six forty six ish. And you will hear some comments from your quarterback here at Ohio State. But Jim Knowles, let's go back to him. You know, I, I find it. I'm trying to figure out the one thing that I saw from him in the initial write-ups and people that went back and you know did did a, a deeper dive into his past, mm-hmm. he played football at Cornell, smart guy, Ivy League guy. Yeah, go Big Red. Him and the Nard dog, Andy Bernard, <laughs> and he was a three-year letterman, an All Ivy League selection. He picked up his bachelor's degree from the School of Industrial and Labor Relations, and then he went to work on Wall Street. There was a quote from him saying. And I'm getting this from the dispatch, so thanks, guys. I used to wake up from nightmares that I didn't get into coaching. So ten years later, I gave it all up to make three thousand dollars and get free meals from the cafeteria. So he, but here's the thing: free meals, p- man. He played until '86, and his coaching career got going in 1988. So I don't know what the what the ten year thing is. That's that. I think that is just the nightmare of it. So maybe once he's two the, years, the first then he was 10 years
1: of coaching he got nightmares that he was still a Wall Street guy. Maybe th- that's what he means. That
2: that might be what, yeah, what he's I talking about. Yeah, I think that's about. what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, 10 years later I gave it all up. Yeah. So the the other thing with Jim Knowles is they pulled a quote from a initial promotional video he did when he made his way to Oklahoma State. He was just describing himself right for all the fans for all the Oklahoma State Cowboy football fans. He said, I'm just a kid from inner city Philly who went to an Ivy league school, wears plaid blazers, smokes cigars, doesn't wear my shoes all the way. Like, the the one at the always, end I almost struggle to comprehend. What a, does that
1: mean? I think he, I think what he means is the, the back of the shoe, he's a fold that down guy, heel right on that. So the heel's not even on the insole. It's really on the back of the shoe. That's what I s that's what I see from that. So, every shoe is a crock to Jim Knowles.
2: Every shoe is a crock, or you know, sometimes I will leave my laces undone, but the laces will be pulled into the shoe enough where they won't scrape against the ground yeah like if i'm just running to the store or running outside of the mailbox i don't feel the need to bend down one because i'm getting fatter and <laughs> you ever put painful. on the white
1: shoes real quick because they're the ones that are there
2: no, but I'll I'll do a whole lot of sandals even in the wintertime, if I'm just going outside real quick or if I'm going to the putting green or I'm not a sandal going guy. out to the yeah take the trash out to the end of the driveway I hate sandals but I kind of maybe that's not wearing your shoes all the way I mean you're not tying them you're not wearing them all the way I guess that,
1: that qualifies I think it's a I think it's a back of the heel folded down and he just slides his so. foot in like it's every like I said every shoe's a crock, every shoe's a slipper.
2: Either way, interesting dude. Just from the plaid wearing jacket, yeah, the, the game cigars, after cigars. yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, this is a guy that is confident in his own skin, and then you get to the to the goods, to the real part of this, which is what he is able to sprinkle. Onto the defenses everywhere he has been, especially when you look at this ramp up here at Oklahoma State, and a lot of people pointing out, and there's this stereotypical thing, and that's really risen beyond a stereotype. Most of these Big 12 defenses have had ridiculously. Poor numbers. To Just go back and look people, at that <laughs> Baker Mayfield Patrick Mahomes game. And you'll find out what we're oh, talking man. about
1: with that. To the point where people were calling Ohio State a Big Twelve team this year. Or I saw a few tweets during the that Big Twelve defense, the yeah. Alabama, the Alabama Georgia game when they were kind of trading shots there at the beginning. That like, oh man, they're they're about to out Big Twelve the Big Twelve because that game was actually a pretty defensive stalwart game between o- uh, Oklahoma State and Baylor on Saturday. So it's nice to to see a guy who's been able to change that trend in the Big 12. Hopefully he can come here and change the trend of the last couple of years for the Buckeye defense. David
2: Cutcliffe. I I like that Jim Knowles is a David Cutcliffe guy. You talk about somebody who, speaking of Cutcliffe now, he recruited Eli Manning, got Eli to go to dad's school at Ole Miss, and had some pretty good seasons, had some success there, And they got rid of David like the second it started to turn sideways. Didn't really give him a chance to recover from not having Eli Manning anymore. And he goes and takes the job at Duke, which that has got to be one of the tougher football rebuilds that there has ever been. I mean, Duke football was where Kansas football is now, where it was zero win seasons. Zero win, zero ACC win seasons, just stacked back to back to zero back to back. Zero fans back. in the stands? Zero fans, crappy small Wallace Wade stadium or whatever it's called, and Jim Knowles hitches his wagon to David Cutcliffe and helps them sort of get that thing back Mm -hmm. to respectability, where you go and look at Duke's recent history, they were making plenty of bowl games and getting that thing to six wins and beyond, which is an accomplishment there. So it tells me something about Knowles and then what he did at Oklahoma State, his ability to go into a situation, see what it is, see what it needs, and then start to make it better. So I have even more faith with what you have at your disposal here at Ohio State. This is the show, right? That's this the... is This is Elfs getting to Santa's workshop. Like this is the show portion of that. This is where you want to be, so I think he's going to it's like a have r- some instant success.
1: It's like yeah, you know, the race car one is something that people say a lot, but it's just so apt for Ohio State. It's like a kid who's really good at driving, but he's been driving you know just just normal cars for a while, and now you get to hand him a Ferrari. See what oh, he can oh, do good, with the, that. The old Ferrari. The old, the old Ferrari. Don't you hate
2: See, the Ferrari analogy? All right, fine. A Lamborghini. Get
1: out. No. no <laughs> Wait, oh, a Lamborghini. Yeah. Now it's a Lamborghini. You're, so. a cre-
2: you're in the creative business. You got to switch it completely. All right. You now get off the car. Now it's one roughly. of those.
1: Now it's one of those Porsche SUVs. How about that? No. Nope, still an Steven. automobile. Still an automobile. Yeah.
2: You, you got to. You're gonna have to workshop that. So in a I gotta go something else.
1: Okay. It's like a. It's like a director who's been using consumer grade stuff, and now he gets an IMAX camera to film his movie.
2: You could say, you know, you made it to USC. You transferred to USC. There you go. Where everything is named
1: after... What's who? George Lucas? George Lucas. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I thought that guy that well, did when, Star Wars. When somebody <laughs> doesn't know one that's so obvious, I'm like, am I wrong? Like, is it because that that name should. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. George Lucas. But he could be the George Lucas. <laughs> no, <laughs> we'll stop with the analogies. But for him, you know, you look at the numbers of what Oklahoma State did last year and you can't just transfer them over. But if Ohio State only gave up 278 yards a game and 16, oh, just under 17 points a game you'd be in the national they'd be be in the college football playoff right now yeah yeah
2: you'd be in the playoff trending towards making it all the way to the big one and so that's the offense that ohio state had if you had a defense you you took oklahoma state's defense and how they have produced that's all you need that's all you need we're just asking for better than what there has been i don't even think you need to be the number one ranked defense in the country but that should always be the goal yeah and i would certainly hope that jim knowles comes in with that on the top of his goal sheet, make this the number one defense in America. Something that you can be proud of. Sort of change the perception of what defense and how it's played here at this program, at this proud university. Can you
1: imagine what the offense can put up if the defense is going out there and getting stops on pretty much every drive? So then the offense gets more possessions. They score faster. Like That kind of stuff can really start to, to snowball in a good way. It would bring a team. lot of depth.
2: It would yeah. breed a ton of depth because games, mo- almost every game would be over by halftime until you get to the teeth of your schedule.
1: One of the things I really like about bringing Knowles in is he seems to be, while well, being a defense coordinator, been doing that for a, a, a pretty long while. He seems to be a linebacker coach by trade. He's bounced around all over defenses, even coached some offense in, in his time, but mostly linebackers. If he's been in charge of a, a position, that's what he's been in charge of. in Ohio State really needs to revamp their, their linebacking core and not just coaching wise recruiting wise where are the where are the dudes at linebacker anymore so hopefully he can get that train rolling for them as well and then the question is bringing in a new assistant what does ohio state do it's really weird how they're both going to coach the, the this current staff is going to coach out the rest of the the rest of the year the rose bowl for ohio state and he's going to stick with oklahoma state as they go into play who marcus it's, freeman and notre dame unbelievable right it's it, yeah it's <laughs> crazy two
2: straight games yeah Two straight games. Unbelievable. There was some big news on the recruiting trail today about one of the best-looking athletes I've seen in this area. And why is this a really good thing? In the wake of the new defensive coaching hire, we'll take you on the trail next. It's the Buckeye Show on the Fan.
0: We are everywhere. On your radio. Online. The Fan app. Alexa. And behind you in your car. Right now. Too creepy? Sorry. The Fan. Ohio sports destination. The best kind of power is star power. Let's go on the trail.
2: Timmy Hall and Chops hanging out with you guys tonight on the Buckeye Show. And for some more insight and analysis on the hire of Jim Knowles, we had Tim May on the program yesterday. So if you want to go to the podcast feed and check that out, download the Buckeye Show podcast. And that was some quick reaction, but Did you catch his drift? No, yeah, I I mean, if you catch my drift, (laughs) if you know Tim May, he's on top of it, and he had plenty, plenty to say about this Jim Knowles hire. I was just looking back at how good Duke. I, I'm I'm going to call it that. Duke's been two and nine and three and nine in the last two seasons. But when Jim Knowles was a part of it, they got to a bowl game in 2012, six and seven. They lost the Belk Bowl. I wish they would have won that Belk Bowl. Ten and four, I think, was the year they had the Johnny Manziel game, which was a good bit of fun. It was the Chick fil A Bowl. Okay, Duke played Johnny Manziel, Texas A they were ten and four that year, finished the season ranked. That is just that's almost unheard of. Duke was ten Duke, and four. That the Duke rebuild got to double digit wins, and they didn't get to switch conferences. I mean they still had
1: to play in the power five. Yeah. They've always been in the ACC, as we know. So they played in the ACC title game that year then.
2: Yeah. Wow, yeah, they won their division. They must have lost to Clemson. Clemson. That yeah. would be my guess. <laughs> that's who it's been, right? And then they were nine and four the year after that, then eight and five, a little downtick, four and eight. And seven and six, eight and five. I just gave you all the way up to two thousand eighteen from where, you know, a, a zero, one, two win team for the previous decade and a half yeah. going into it. Pretty impressive what Cutcliffe did and Jim Knowles was a big part of that. And I we even mentioned this yesterday. Jeremy Cash, do you remember him as an Ohio State player? That was and, and we had another one. I think Jack Wallaba, uh, or, or I might Wallaby. be Wallaby. Yeah. Yeah, he left Ohio State to go to Duke, but Jeremy Cash. Was and, a uh, defensive back and, and wound Delisle up. I went to Duke.
1: Yes. I went to high school with him. He yes. was an offensive lineman and he went to Duke.
2: Yeah. Cash wound up becoming the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. All right. At at Duke. And he left Ohio State. So there was that. Well, somebody that I hope becomes the uh, one of the best to do it in the Big Ten. And I really do think there's a shot. Sonny Styles, yeah. one of the local products here. I'm telling you, I mean, Lorenzo Styles before him, big brother. Sonny is just one of these guys where if you've caught him, if you've been to a pick central game that he's been playing in, you notice him right away. You don't have to know a single thing about star power, about recruiting rankings. He pops off the football field. He is that big and athletic. And he's just overpowering over everybody that he goes up against as a safety. He's incredible. He's incredible. And he reclassifies Chops, and he's way ahead of the curve than Quinn Ewers was. So he was a 2023 he's guy. He's actually planning to reclassify. He's, he's to not do it, just not doing not it in the last 10 days. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, guess what? I'm going to be there tomorrow. Uh, Sonny, the season starts in five days. So what? I'm coming. Yeah, when you think Lock, about it, barrel, Quinn
1: Ewers kind of did like the Cousin Eddie, where he just showed up and was like, I'm here. I hope you guys are ready to, to, to accommodate me. I'm, I'm ready to, to hang out and be here. So yeah, he's going through it in a much more, uh, managed position to, to get everything in line and be ready to go. We're talking about this on Bishop and Laurinaitis uh, today though. I just don't know how these guys get all their high school done. Like how, it has to be something that they're thinking about before it comes up so that it's at least down there, you know, in their brain that like, I've got to get some of these credits figured out in summer school or taking extra classes, you know, skipping all all the possibilities for study hall, things like that to make sure that they are on track to graduate in just three years of high school. So, I don't I don't personally like skipping your senior year. I'll take the players on the Buckeye team especially if they can help out, so I'm okay with it. But I do like the idea of you know still just live your life. I just keep thinking back to high school and like it's kind of the last time you get to do things at the same time as your peers. Even college gets a little separated where kids go extra semesters and things like that. So going through prom and going through graduation and all that stuff. It's really special. So I I do hate that a little bit, but again, the chance for the Buckeyes to get a really talented Defensive player does interest me. And it's Lorenzo Styles Jr., his brother's a wide receiver at Notre Dame. So I'm hoping with Sonny, we sort of get a, a Diggs brother situation where the older brother's a wide receiver. Bam. You got a defensive back. Both. There's there's some Bodie uh, teams there. There's some there Cowboys there. Notre Dame yeah. and Cowboys yep, in there. there. There is. But, you know, then you get the safety and, and he just becomes a ball hawk or something like that. Although he is bigger. So maybe body by Mirati might move him down to linebacker. We'll have to see.
2: <laughs> really, it might. This guy, this guy might go from safety. He just might walk the line all the way down to, you know, phenom defensive end. <laughs> he might just go straight Sam Hubbard footsteps. Oh, that's right? another thing. Boom, Knowles boom, boom. brings
1: that we didn't mention the uh, every the, single position of hope oh, coach. Yes, but Oklahoma State led the nation in sacks and tackles for loss last year. I'd take that at Ohio State. Yeah, especially when you look at
2: the script in the Michigan game and there were zero TFLs or sacks. And that's really all you need to look at right there. And that's yeah. how, that's that how aggressive made. the defense wasn't in that game. So, yeah, this Sonny Styles news, everything that you just said, I do. Sometimes I wonder about that and what life really is like for these recruits. But I think they realize it and they see it coming early enough Mm -hmm. to where they're able to adjust and know life's going to be pretty different you know, I've got a special gift. I've got a special skill set and the, these talents, and at least to be able to do some great things w- and get ahead in life because of it. too. He's
1: this far ahead, and it sounds like he's going to sign next week. But he's going to finish out. He's playing basketball right now. He's not coming in the he, spring. Did yeah. we say that yet? I, I, yeah. So he's going to come in the summer. That's what I believe. That's the plan. So he's going to finish up the year. time. So then he at least gets to treat his junior year. You know, that's that junior prom now becomes his his senior prom technically, and then he gets to go to graduation. And so that feels a little bit normal. So at least he'll probably get those experiences i don't know i'm just thinking about that kind of stuff and you remember those things from when you were in high school and they're they're kind of special so i don't want kids to lose out too much on those because they keep pursuing football 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 but again then that my buckeye fan comes out of me and it's like but it, we'll, we'll take them we especially defensive players we could use anybody who would come in and uh another safety that the buckeyes could use while we're on the trail uh xavier Nwankpa? Nwankpa. Nwankpa. Yeah, Nwankpa. F- four or five star, depending where where you go. But at a top safety in the country, he was between Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Iowa. And uh, just before our show today, he picked the Hawkeyes. So another defensive back had an Iowa's way. Five of the last Big Ten defensive backs of the year have been Hawkeyes.
2: And uh, we don't have a ton of time to break this down because we're going to get Dave in. But just mentioning it here, the Elias Ricks situation. And we'll talk more about this later on. And maybe, maybe something changes. Ryan Day had some comments about incoming players in the transfer portal about generally speaking, not wanting to, you know, break his back, looking for guys to come in. and he mentioned something about culture and disrupting name You don't want to lose anybody.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, take right. that one but, but I mean, Elias Ricks
2: is a very talented player in the secondary, leaving LSU. and I don't know. It's just, you see, the both change, ways. The, will, will Jim Knowles, and it's probably going to be too late by then because he's not going to start working until January 2nd, but might that even further solidify that you're not going to go after him because you got a new defensive coordinator coming in? Yeah. And the recruits are watching this situation. They're wondering what assistant coach that has possibly been And then Knowles already has to the players that are already leave.
1: here. So to bring in different guys, that might be uh, too much. It, I think sometimes there's a lot of, and really it's not even specifically Ryan Day, but he's the guy we follow the most because of what we do. Uh, I think there's just coaches that there's so much anxiety right now around the transfer portal and how do you manage it with both incoming and outgoing guys? And there's so much about trying to make sure people get some playing time and, you know, figuring out how you're going to, you're going to share that on the field. And I, it's something that coaches are, I think, really struggling with. But they get paid, you know, nine million dollars a year to to do it. So figure it
2: out. (laughs) You get paid to struggle with this and Elias Ricks is a great player. So sometimes you
1: gotta just say, Hey guys, if he makes your team better, yeah. You gotta and then you gotta do that. This is all part of of
2: life. You're gonna have to learn how to compete with this and this guy's gonna have a chance. It's not the first or the last time that there's going to be a transfer, leaving Ohio State or coming back in. So it's a door that swings both ways, and it's going to continue to do so. All right, we are going to talk to our guy, Dave Holmes. A lot of hot topics with the Buckeyes. The new D.C. we've been mentioning. The Buckeye basketball team back at it tonight. We say, what up, Holmes, to our guy from 10TV. Next, it's the Buckeyes show on the fan.
0: Here's a listener tweet. Can I tase Common Man in the nuts? Fine by us, but he may like it. Common Man and Tebow. Weekdays from 3 to 6. The Fan. A man so professional, he wears a suit to a radio interview. He's 10TV's Dave Holmes.
2: Timmy Hall, Chops, Dave Holmes now in the studio with us. What's up, man? How's it going? Well, we had to clarify something that we, we got on last segment when we were talking about Jim Knowles. And how he was at Duke. And we were stuck thinking that we'd, we, we definitely Willas had some Buckeye-Duke connections. Up. We did. So Jack Willoughby was our kicker in 2015. Yes. He came from Duke. And that one that I was trying to mention, Wallabaugh, the center, also Jack, went to Duke. Didn't get on the field here at Ohio State much. <laughs> went there. Wound up being an all-ACC guy. I just Honorable don't even mention.
1: It's so weird when things like that come together. And then it's like... And then because of that, we were both very confused. I guess you technically got the name wrong, but I just remembered Willoughby, and you were saying Wallava and I was like, was Did it I get it wrong? Though I think I said it right. No, I think you said that's what I that's what I just said. So you got that wrong. You weren't listening to me just there, but. Got to be honest, you guys have already killed my segment before we even get going.
3: <laughs> I feel like no one's listening at this point with the Willoughby Wallaby. You know, come on, man. Well, what are see we See you doing later, here? guys. What, what are we doing here? We're <laughs> talking about Willoughbys and Wallabas. God bless the people still listening. Boy, and those animals, you know, you just got to love them. <laughs> the
2: Wallabies. <laughs> yeah, just yes, got
3: to love them. Got to love them. Fuzzy little things.
1: Rocco's Modern Life. Absolutely.
2: Dave, what, uh, what did you think about this hire Jim Knowles coming into. Revamp this Ohio State defense.
3: Yeah, I mean, they need revamping. Okay, so we understand that. First step is admitting you have a problem. I get where some fans look at it and say, Are you kidding me? Of all places to look for defense, you go to the Big 12. But that's such an elementary take if you look at it, you know, more in depth. This defense was third in the nation in yards allowed, top 10 in points. I mean, basically top 10 in the nation in Oklahoma State, I'm speaking of, in every possible metric. So, as much as it's fun to thumb our nose at the Big 12 and how every week the over unders 89-and-a-half, we love to look at them as the conference that doesn't play defense. And maybe that's a stereotype that's true most of the time. If you take a look in the mirror as an Ohio State fan, Oklahoma State's defense was better than your defense. And I'm guessing they didn't have near the talent, at least from a star standpoint, if you're into that sort of thing. So I think it's a good move. I think they need to shake things up a
1: little bit, and I'm excited to see what he can do considerably so better, and then, if you extrapolate that idea of the big twelve a little bit further out it well it 's because the offenses are really good too, so the fact that he finally had a defense that was in line stopping some of these offenses that 's pretty impressive from him it, so he 's not coming until the second we were talking about this earlier in the show it's crazy that he coaches against Notre Dame, the first game for Marcus Freeman, and then his first game for Ohio State <laughs> will be the second game for Marcus Freeman against. Notre Dame too, but when he gets here after the second, he's going to finish out his season in this current staff with the Buckeyes. What do you think is going to happen? They got to clear a space assistant coach wise. I don't know where he's going to go. He's coached linebackers in the past as long as, as well as being a defensive coordinator, but we have our current defensive coordinator, Kerry Combs. What's going to happen there? What do you think?
3: It's a little awkward. Right, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a little awkward when you know you're you're at home with the wife and you bring a lady home and introduce each other. Uh, it's a little awkward, right? I mean, this is not the way it normally goes. I love
2: these analogies.
3: I mean, you know what's so funny? <laughs> so this is a true story. I'm not going to say where this came from or where I was, but at one time I had a general manager actually introduce me to someone and say, "Oh, so and so is here for an interview." I said, "Oh, what are they interviewing for? Your a, job, a sports <laughs> position?" I said, "That's funny. We don't have any openings now, <laughs> but thank, your contract is right. ending. Thank God uh, they were." not there to replace me, but it is an uncomfortable thing when you hire people before there's a hole created. I think Kerry Combs, obviously, we know that it didn't work out on whatever level. And we know he gave that great impassioned speech about doing whatever it'll take to make this team better. He did throw in there the little caveat for the rest of the season. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. So I do think he's one place that you're going to look. And if it's not Kerry Combs, then can you convince Kerry Combs to stay at a lesser salary? I don't know. I mean, that's Look, lesser salaries in the coaching game are still big salaries, but lesser is lesser. So I don't know if that's going to work. He might have offers elsewhere if he decides to open that search up. To me, that makes the most sense. But it's really weird to bring in someone before there's an official hole created.
2: And that's that's just the way college football is. It's working that
3: way now. You know? Yeah. And,
2: there, and is there even any way to fix this? I guess you could look to professional sports and the NFL just sets up rules. That's what in the NBA, the professional leagues do this: tampering, -tampering, anti-tampering. The problem is college football has no real leadership at the top, (laughs) right? No, and there's kind of some more about that today, where you know Mark Emmert had some comments, which we could jump into that at a certain point in time because he's always an interesting dude to listen to. Not, yeah, yeah. This is one of the things that frustrates me about our sport is this month-long window where coaches just leave before their contracts are done. It's just so many wrenches in the system. Yeah, if you could name one thing that is a pet
3: peeve for college football, there are a lot of things people hate. The officiating, um, a lot of things out there. For me, it's this the the least favorite thing that I have about college football is this weird month where Brian Kelly can have his team, you know, right there knocking on the door of the playoff and leave. I mean, it's it's so insane to me how you can. Sit on a kid's couch, sell four or five years of his life, and then you will leave him at the time he needs you the most. And I get it. Everyone has to make jobs decisions for themselves. I get it. They need to change the rule, though. They need to maybe change the recruiting calendar because that's what it comes down to is we need you here right now to lock up these recruits. And what's so annoying about that is if if he's the right guy for the next 10 years, then what's two to three weeks And that's a situation I've had in jobs. I've had places who want me to start. Can you start Monday? Well, no. I have some obligations at my current job. And I've done that before. I've told a new job, look, I can't come for a week, uh, at least a month because I don't want to leave my old place high and dry. Yeah, And I just think that's high character. Now, I get the pressure to not do it, but I just hate the system. I wish they could do like a three-week moratorium on all coaching moves during the month of December. It'll never happen, but I would love that so much.
2: Let me ask you this, Chops, because... All we do is look at things that are traditions in college football and we figure out ways to have some kind of middle ground. You know, whether it's the college football playoff or whether it's expansion, having some more games, something that would help to fix this if we're not going to make a set rule where, like in the NFL, I think that it, I could go and look it up on the internet somewhere what the rule is. It's something about you cannot take a job until the season is over or something like yeah. that. Or it's a certain amount of days. Well, it's reason before why your it's final Eric game the enemy, the yeah. offensive
1: coordinator for the chiefs is had yeah. a hard time. Right. Landing right. A job right. Cause he's been going all the way you're, to the super bowl. You're allowed
2: yeah. to take a certain amount of interviews yeah. or something, yeah. but then the, t- the team has to allow it too. So it's all in the up and up. Right. But wh- why not just take away the big stupid gap that's in between your f- final regular season game or the conference championship and so I know it's, it's oh, but you got to have the January have one bowl games. Well, maybe you don't. Well, if you maybe expanded you you the playoffs, then
1: you could have those games two weeks after the the conference championship game. No games? break at all. Maybe you just have do one buy. week. Do one week. Yeah, I mean, well, that could help it. I think the keep on going. The early signing period is really the big wrench in this that has destroyed it. And the early signing period was brought upon to say, hey, some of these kids who really just want to sign, they want to be here. Can't we just? get them get that done and then we can focus on the rest of the recruiting. And then immediately every single coach in college football just said I'm going to sign my entire class in the early signing period and just destroyed the point of it and now it's become this like like I said a whole wrench in the plans of the month of December in college football.
3: Yeah, if you expand the playoff, that takes up some of December. If you move the regular season back a week, that would help. If you go double buys, there are a lot of things you can do here to try to fill it out because I hate the gap anyway. I always think it's so stupid. Mind the gap. Mind the gap. I hate how you have... I mean, it's like a second camp. It's as long as August camp. So it's like you've had a new camp, and now you come out and play one game, the most important game of the season. So I think it's stupid have It's the weirdest the thing gap. in sports. It's so weird. It's the weirdest thing Let's in sports. Let's just disappear for They'll three and a half They'll probably
1: save the academic calendar for a reason to not <laughs> close all, the it's gap. All it's all about, about the school. Academics. It's all yeah. about school at the end of the always day. It's always about <laughs> in this
2: billion-dollar yeah. industry that they're profiting off of. Oh, it's about the academics. It's all about biology exams. What about Buckeye Hoops tonight? What do you see from these guys? I hear this Towson team is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, no one will give them the respect, but... Six and three in the CAA. Nine o'clock tip, baby. We gotta gotta win this game to get to Wisconsin. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the key here. You have this little weird gap right between two early
3: Big Lots Ten of, games. Just
0: gaps everywhere. Ga- you know what? Yeah. You know what? We're, we're gonna go shop at the gap when <laughs> we're done. You <here. laughs> like
2: that? You strike me more as a banana guy. Really? You go gap all of them. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: So anyway, so yeah, I think. Take care of business. They're so much better than them. talent should win out. So yeah, don't look ahead to Wisconsin. Looking forward to this big weekend because I think Duke's got them kick started. I think they're going the right way.
2: Era postal guy. Oh, nice. A little to, J Cole mixed American in. Eagle. I used to work at a Gap Very for good. a summer between
1: well, my freshman and sophomore year of college. You're yeah.
2: a big old Navy guy. Come yeah. on. Now hold on. a big old, old Navy, Navy guy, but that
1: yeah. I, that started when I worked at the Gap, and I was like, well, the Gap the doesn't pay me right. Gap doesn't pay me enough to, to shop at Old Navy, so Wait. I worked the Gap, shopped at Old Navy. Uh, now hold on a second. Wait, keep.
3: Yeah, you can actually smell the Polaris Hollister entrance from here. Even, even in the studio, you can smell the entrance to Hollister. Must be nice <laughs> Must to be, be able nice. to shop at Abercrombie. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, man, I'm so glad I don't need to buy $32 t-shirts to feel cool anymore.
2: Oh, Right, you buy $40 t-shirts. From Abercrombie. Om- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> right, right. I right. make more than I did in Must high school. Must be nice. But yeah. it's nice you still, still, still have, have a shop that Puka necklace yeah. on. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right, Dave, uh, have a good night, man. Hey, later, guys. Thanks for stopping in. Okay. What do we think of the C.J. Stroud press conference today? Are we talking about excuses or reasons when talking about that Michigan loss? And, yeah, he's a Heisman finalist, too. We'll hear some thoughts from C.J. It's the Buckeye Show
0: on the Fan. If you consider yourself a Buckeye fan, you've come to the right place. This is your heritage sports talker and home of Ohio State Athletics, the Fan, Ohio sports destination. Tailgating is a state of mind. You are listening to the Buckeye Show.
2: All right, thanks for Dave coming into the studio. Last segment, I'm Timmy Hall. He's Chops. All right, so we're going to hear from C.J. Stroud in just just a couple of seconds. First, let me tell you about our friends at Moo Moo Express Car Wash. They sponsor this fine show. That's the home of the Unlimited Wash Club and also by Tire Choice. 85 locations in the Buckeye State. It's your top choice, not only for major tires, but auto service as well. Save 15 bucks on any premium oil change when you mention the Buckeye Show in this ad. For details in the store nearest you, visit thetirechoice.com. I want to tell the people real quick, there is a chance for you to grab a pair of tickets to the Wisconsin game. On Saturday, Big Ten home opener. Wow. A big deal, right? This Saturday. This Saturday. Yeah, to see the no Badgers. Football.
1: Well, except for Army Navy. Right, yeah, Respect that, that is given. a game. But come
2: on, I mean, come on. You got your Buckeyes, you got to support them. They're on their home court. Last wow. time we had a game at the shot, the environment was just otherworldly. Let's keep that up throughout the year. Keep that going, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hashtag fill the shot, right? So you've got to listen to yesterday's podcast extra, though. That's all I'm going to tell you. You've got to listen to that podcast extra. It's not even that far into it where you get perfect instructions on how to win him. So there you go. That seems seems like a reason to listen to that podcast. If you want a chance, that's what you have to do. What did you think of the CJ Stroud press conference today? A lot of chatter about this today. We're about to hear some of it.
1: I'm big on there's a difference between explanations and excuses, but I, uh, I don't. I, it's it's in sports, It's not It's odd because, sports, it's it? odd because it, I don't blame him because if he was asked about it, then he does kind of have to answer for it. I, I feel like when I, I haven't heard the audio, I was just reading the quotes, so I haven't fully heard the audio. And sometimes that, the way you hear a guy says it, changes it a little bit. But to me, it did sound a little bit like, I'm not trying to make excuses, but here are some but yeah, excuses. So
2: here you go. Where, if you didn't hear this, there was some discussion about how the flu was running rampant through the Ohio state football team in the buildup to the Michigan game. And specifically in that week, here's CJ talking about that when discussing the game. And of course how the Buckeyes lost it. It was bad. Like we already knew like throughout the week, like dudes are like dropping out, missing practice. I don't know. It was kind of bad. It was just like, it was just a feeling of like the flu. You know what I mean? So I had it my myself, but I'm feeling a lot better now. Uh, I think that you gotta go play. Like you don't, don't no, no care. You know what I'm saying? You know, like they didn't care. We don't care. Like we got. Think that you gotta go do a job. But we fell short. So I mean, I, I even uh, credit my te- my team, even uh, somewhat of myself for just even going out there and still playing. You know what I mean? We don't, we don't quit. We don't shy away we still went out there and we battled so even if we can do it again I would do it again I don't care I'll, I'll play with one leg I don't really mind I don't really mind you know what I mean
1: Before it's, yeah go ahead ma'am It's a really teetering one cuz he never does that that step to go but it didn't really it, it didn't really affect us at all like I don't know there's just like he needs like he's kind of going on both sides of it being an explanation and it being an, an excuse for me I can't I get he's not hitting it. Look, one or the other like right it, bullseye could it be
2: the rivalry is in there too yeah like there's a part of him that's a competitor and you want to give respect to your opponents right but I think when you're a part of this Ohio State family too and the rivalry is with you everywhere you go. There's some part that can't go too far out there while you're still a current player, Mm -hmm. and that loss stings, right? Like, there there must be some justification. There must be some reason why we weren't able to be at peak optimum performance. And in reality, yes, there can be. Like, we can sit here and use logic and say if a lot of guys were sick and not at 100% getting ready for it, why? Why would that not have an effect yeah. and then on how
1: you're going to play? And then it's going to that point of like but, at least he did say something. Like you it, could just
2: you could all it just however you want to work it. You can mold it, right? You can mold it to how it fits. You could say, well, that's sports. That's life, right? Mm-hmm. Things are going to happen to you. Things are going to happen to me throughout our paths, our journeys. I might be at a disadvantage. You might be at a disadvantage. But sooner or later, if you're playing or if you got a job to do. You have to do whatever you can to step up to the plate and be your best. He that's went, the way it
1: is. He went that direction, too, uh, where he was saying that he thinks, you know, the the best team maybe doesn't win every game. And I don't know. I feel like we we need to, like, start saying more talented. Best is a really is a really tricky word to work around because I think the better team does win the game. I know they're, you know, oh, the, not, when they're even, at least, when they're even records and things like that, I think the better team does win the game. You... In football, is this just resigned
2: to football because the fewer games and everything? You, or this is just something innate that's in you? That's that just likes how I feel. Say it I, don't like, I don't like people I don't like
1: the talk. I don't like a game to happen, a result to happen, and somebody go, Yeah, but we know this team is better. I hate that. There's it's some, destroying college there, football. There's some Iowa
2: Penn State stuff here because I remember that was pretty big time for you after yeah, that. Yeah, but you game. see
1: it every week with different teams, too. No, it's true. It's true. And it's ridiculous. You, you saw it with Michigan State and Michigan. It's why.
2: And uh, I am not, I I swear to you, I am not just saying this because Ohio State is not in it. I hate the people that are out there saying that the playoff is validated because Cincinnati is in it. No, it's not. It took a crazy circumstance, and they had to be 13-0. and They were not allowed a spot to slip up. And they won their conference championship and they beat Notre Dame on the road. And they, all these other teams, honestly, they probably out. had to
1: be undefeated last year, except for a very close game against Georgia, who was number one for the most part of this season. So, forget, that was probably, even though they say that doesn't matter, I believe that was a factor to Cincinnati. Forget about
2: the whole like better team thing for you. It's just, it needs to be a bigger party where it's more of a combination of deserving mm-hmm. and being the best team. Sometimes the best team that we all agree on doesn't win the championship. And that's part of what makes sports great. And then if you do win the championship, well, guess what? Like now you said, you're the best team you get to be the best team. <laughs> now you're to be the best team. If, if you say so, <laughs> that's how you want to see it fit. All right, so we'll listen to more C.J. Stroud in tomorrow's show. We'll do the Inside Edge for an hour. I'll be back to warm you up for Buckeye basketball as well. So a lot more fun. Stick around. This is the Buckeye Show on the fan.
0: We like football. And if you like football, we highly encourage you to listen to Morning Juice. It's great. Weekday
2: mornings from 6 to 9. The fan. Hi, I'm George Kaufman, Vice President
3: and 5th Generation Byers family member.